Indeed, glory to God. Welcome to St. Paul's. We're glad you've joined our faith community, welcoming and open to all God's people. We pray that these next few minutes of listening offer you encouragement to continue to choose the way of love. For the season of Epiphany, we continue to contemplate and celebrate our God who became human and dwells among us. Will you join us in prayer? We all sang songs of thankfulness and praise. Gracious and loving God, help us this day to understand and celebrate your dream for the world. 
to be transformed in Jesus' love and to use our gifts to make a difference for others. Amen. Please be seated. It didn't make sense to be baptized by John. John was offering baptism as a return to the true God, a return to right living, to quit being complicit with the times, quit ignoring your faith in order to gain power in the Roman regime, quit appeasing the oppressors, quit com compromising in the hypocrisy Return to God as the one true God. Return to our commandments. Repent! This is why John was standing in the River Jordan. And here comes Jesus, who doesn't fit John's categories. John looks at Jesus. What are you doing here? John was about to turn him down when something in Jesus made John stop and really listen to him. There was something going on here. Just go with it, Jesus says. So Jesus trust falls into John's arms and John pulls Jesus down into the river and lifts him back up again. And the heavens opened, and he heard a voice. He saw the Spirit of God, and it changed his life forever, and it changed John's. And the heavens were opened to him, and he saw and he heard. Peter, was in the house with the centurion Cornelius and all his men, all Gentiles. Now, in what was read this morning in the Acts reading, we didn't get to hear this part of the story. We have only heard the ending. So I've got to tell you what happened to Peter before we hear what we heard earlier. Peter had gone to stay with Simon the Tanner in the seaside town of Joppa. While at this house, when he had, to he had told his guests he was hungry and could he have a meal, he went for a break for a little alone time and prayer on the roof. And his plan for some quiet prayer time was completely disrupted as he experienced a bizarre trance. He saw heaven open and something like a large sheet coming down, being lowered to the ground by its four corners, like this. In this sheet, which was huge, it totally encompassed him, were these animals. In it were all kinds, four-footed creatures, it says, and reptiles and birds of the air. Then he heard a voice saying, get up, Peter, kill, eat. But these animals were all considered unclean, according to his Jewish faith. 
He wasn't supposed to eat these kinds of animals. So Peter answers the voice, By no means, Lord, I have never eaten anything that is profane or unclean. And the voice is heard to respond, What God has made clean, you must not call profane. This exchange happened a total of three times. The voice asks him again and again, and each time Peter refuses to eat what is impure, and each time the voice responds, what God has made clean, you must not call profane. One can hear, I'm just supposing Peter's like, I'm having my faith tested, and I'm answering it right, aren't I? Yeah, I got it. And after this third exchange, Peter's like, yeah, I didn't resist. The heavens close up, and Peter is back on the rooftop in utter confusion. What the heck was that? He didn't understand what had happened, and he didn't know what it meant. Apparently, while he was still processing this experience, some men from an Italian centurion came to the house looking for Peter. And Peter, still in this haze, goes to the door. He asks, what are they doing here? Turns out, they are here because they work for Cornelius, an Italian centurion, and he has had a vision too. Only he got angels coming to him. What he had seen and heard told him to have his men go get Peter to come to him and teach him about Jesus. So Peter just goes with it. It's been that kind of day. He's a Jew who preaches Jesus, and he walks out with these Gentile soldiers to go to a stranger's house, that stranger being a Gentile Roman centurion. And he finds himself in this Roman centurion's house full. Everyone, I mean, it's packed, it's crammed in, and everyone is a Gentile, a Roman Gentile. And they came to see and hear Peter. He looks around. And this, this is when the heavens opened for Peter. And he saw and he heard what his rooftop trance of being told to eat impure and unclean food had meant. He says to them, you yourselves know that it is unlawful for a Jew, me, to associate with or visit a Gentile, you. But God has shown me that I should not call anyone profane or unclean. So when I was sent for, I came without objection. Now, may I ask you, why you sent for me? And Cornelius answers him by telling of his own experience of God breaking into his prayer time and him seeing and hearing that he should ask for Peter to come to his household. He says, therefore I sent for you immediately and you have been kind enough 
to come. So now, all are here in the presence of God to listen to all that the Lord has commanded you to say. And Peter responds, in what we heard today, but here's the literal Greek translation. He says to Cornelius, I am gaining the understanding that God shows no partiality. Epiphany. Epiphany. The heavens break open and God intrudes upon our safe and ordered worlds. God interrupts our quiet prayer times and turns them into overwhelming trances. Disrupts our missions to make our community better with our laid out plan for returning to the good old days by offering up instead a new day, a new sight, new understanding, new ways, new people. God imposes on us, and we find ourselves breaking laws, crammed in spaces with people we're not supposed to be with. God intrudes, and we find ourselves teaching our enemies about the love of Christ. The heavens break open, and we hear finally that God really does love everything. The heavens break open, and we see and know that all means all. Did we know this when we had our babies baptized? That the household of God is forever expanding? Do we know that this is where a prayer life will take us? eating impure food with people we hold in suspicion, with people we fear. This is what chalking our doors and blessing our homes means, that we are asking God to interrupt our dinner with the stranger, the unclean and the impure. That a baptism in Christ is embracing life as constant epiphany. Our personal desert journey, led on by a vision of all-inclusive love that takes us out of our dualistic thinking. Did we know that when we signed up for the Christian religion, it was sending us on the spiritual work of expanding us from the inside out? To join Peter and Cornelius in the inner work and the outer practices that result in us finding ourselves in that room with the people we don't like, let alone love and forgive, with those that don't do it right, with people we think are wasting their life or think we're wasting our lives, because we're gaining the understanding that God shows no partiality doesn't make sense, and it never has. But there is Jesus in the river, asking us to join him in the 
trust fall. Just go with it, he says. How do Julie's words resonate with you this week? Just go with it is a great reminder to allow God's saving grace to guide your life. What is it that you may have to just go with these days? Are you really okay with asking God to break through our regular daily lives to interrupt us and lead us with a vision of all-inclusive love? How is God inviting you to expand yourself? Does that inner expansion bear fruit in outward action or behavior? Pray about this. Thanks for praying here with us. We hope you've been fed.